Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Share up, ye pilgrims, be joyful and sing. Jesus is coming again. Coming again, coming again. Jesus is coming again. Echo ill tops, proclaim it, he plains. Jesus is coming again, coming in glory, the Lamb that was slain. Jesus is coming again, coming again, coming again. Jesus is coming again, heavens of earth. Tell vast wondrous throng, Jesus is coming again. Tempests and whirlwinds, the anthems prolong. Jesus is coming again. Coming again, coming again. Jesus is coming again. Nations are angry, by this we do know, Jesus is coming again. Knowledge increases, men run to and fro, Jesus is coming again. Coming again, coming again. Jesus is coming again. Praise God. Praise God. He is coming again. Father, as you come, Lord, prepare our hearts and our minds. Prepare us, Lord, so we can return home with you. Thank you for your mercy, grace, and love. We pray now for Brother Patrick in a special way. That, Lord, you will touch his lips. Anoint him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet and allow your word to go out with power and with might, O Lord, and break up every folly ground. We thank you now as we wait upon you, Lord, through your manservant by means of the Holy Spirit. We ask it all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Indeed. Good night, Brother P. Praise the Lord. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Happy Sabbath to everyone. Listening from around the globe, praise the Lord, exalt his name, 
powerful night of testimonies. And as we prepare to hear a word from the Lord, we know that the Lord has something in store for us. And God is just telling us to fasten our seatbelts. And the word is going to be brought to us tonight again by Pastor Saul. And then tomorrow, definitely, I'm going to be doing a word as the Lord prepares. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, as you present a servant. Your man servant is going to present the word tonight with power. You have used him before, and you're preparing him for what you have in store for him and for your people tonight. May he wait upon you. May you anoint him. May you dose him with the power from heaven that we won't hear him, but we'll hear Christ speaking through him. We thank you now as we commit everything into your hands. This is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Welcome, Pastor Saul, as we will now go forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead, Pastor Saul. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Elder Patrick. And a very blessed and happy and thanksgiving Sabbath each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. God has spared our lives to see another Sabbath, and I hope you all are grateful. I hope you are thankful to God. I hope that you're praising God this evening. I want to thank uh, each of you for those wonderful testimonies, powerful testimonies that I caught the last few. I'm so, so uh, grateful to God and just rejoicing with each of you for those testimonies. Thank you for the prayer of the Patrick and our host this evening. I think Brother Andrew, thank you, and our sister for its special music. Indeed, Jesus is not only coming again, but he's still coming again, and he's coming soon. He's coming soon. And as I listen to that song, it reminds me of when I was just about four years old. We had we had just come from church, and I heard the preacher, and it was my custom. It was my custom that I, after Sabbath lunch, I would mount up on my little stool and I would open the Word of God and preach to my parents and visitors and who would come over uh, to fellowship with us. And that day, I got up and the pastor was preaching about the second coming of Jesus. Now, we often don't hear about those sermons anymore, but we need to hear them again. We need to revive them again. And we need to resurrect them because Jesus is coming very soon again as we see what's happening all around us. And I, as I preach, uh, almost uh, somewhat um, emulating and, and, uh, and somewhat mimicking, so to speak, or, or just re-echoing the words of the pastor it was on the second coming. And then I said, uh, let's have our closing song. And the song was, uh, Jesus is coming again. To uh, lift up the trumpet loud and ring, Jesus is coming again. And so, brothers and sisters, I want us to be encouraged. We are living at the end of the end of time. And as we see what's happening with the current state of affairs, the elections, and this pandemic, and there's a lot that I would like to say about that, but that's not what God has directed me to specifically speak about tonight, but I just want to remind us as 
I heard the song and it reminded me of when I was just but a little child uh, in my innocency and earnestness and sincerity to serve God because I loved God then and I love him even more. But the great news is that he loves us even more than we love him. And I just pray that God would do a, a new thing, as Isaiah says, in our lives, in our hearts, in our souls. And this evening, I want to talk to you about uh, this short devotional thought entitled, uh, This Testimony. This Testimony. And so I pray that you will be blessed and inspired. And may we ask God for discernment in these closing times of earth's history because it's coming, it's even at the doors. Let's pray just one more time. Loving Lord Jesus, this is your time. This is your hour. Give us power from the high tower. In Jesus' name, amen. I read for you a powerful verse of Scripture found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. I read it for you in your hearing. The word of God declares by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Can I get a witness up in here this evening? Somebody needs to understand what we're talking about this evening. I, I, I just received this word as I was praying this evening and just uh, talking to God. God impressed and summoned my attention to this verse that I want to share with you this evening. And uh, I want to pray God that he would inspire and illuminate your minds and open your eyes as he did mine. So the Bible says that by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. How many of you want to have an experience like Enoch? If you want to have an experience like Enoch, would you say amen? Now, I know I can't hear most of you, if not all of you, but you can say still say amen. If you want to have an experience like Enoch, the Bible says that he was taken away so that he did not taste or see death. Now, the question is, where was he taken? Well, we certainly know where he was taken. We, we heard that song that just sung by our sister, Jesus is coming again. He was taken away. He was ushered into uh, the very presence of God. But here is the good news. Here is the interesting part about this. And the Bible says in even Genesis that Enoch walked with God and he was not, uh, and, and so God took him. In other words, his walk with God was actually his abiding in the presence of God while here on earth. So, brothers and sisters, do we not know, are we not reminded that we can still be in the presence of God, though we have not been fully ushered into the eternal 
presence of God which is in heaven, which is soon to come, but we can still be in the presence of God here and now as we prepare and as we await for the hereafter to be in the forever presence, in the eternal presence of God. But right now, you and I can experience the walk like Enoch by abiding in God's presence as God's presence abides in us through the Holy Spirit. Now, let me, let me keep going. Now, let me keep going. So the Bible says that, that Enoch was taken away. Praise be to God. The Bible says that he was uh, raptured. It wasn't a secret rapture. He was raptured. He was translated to heaven. Come on now. Can you imagine in your human mind, in your mind's eye, as they say, can you visualize with me that Enoch was walking with God? that as he walked with God, he became closer to God because his walk led him closer to God. That, that, that it, I like what one preacher says, that he walked with God so much so that each day as he walked, he was getting closer to God, that at that day when God said that was it, he was so close to God's heart and home that he was so far from his own home that God called him and said, come on home with me because you're closer to my home than your earthly home. Can I get a witness out in, up in here? Listen, brothers and sisters, you and I can have that walk with God. Now, let's talk about that walk for a moment. What is that walk? What is that walk? What is that kind of walk God wants us to have? Well, well I'm so glad you asked. This evening, I... I believe that walk with God consists of our communion and our devotional life with God. Our life is hid in God through Christ, the Apostle Paul says. So our walk with God comprises of our devotional, our communion, our spiritual life with God, walking with God talking with God, communing with God. Now this walk, let me tell you something. There are those who walk one, one mile, and even before they reach a mile, and they're ready to bow out. They're ready to throw in the towel. They're ready to call it quits because the walk is too long. They barely complete a mile or half a mile, and they want to take a break. Friends, sisters, as I appeal to you, we've got to walk on. We've got to pray on. We have to have what we call, and not only a saving faith, but an enduring faith. Are you hearing me out there this evening? It is a faith that is enduring. It, this walk requires endurance. I remember when I was in high school, we had to take this uh, running test, and it was a mandatory physical fitness test. It was called the 2,400-meter run. And it was not for the faint of heart, but, but I often said to myself, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I've got to practice. I've got to work myself up. And you have to do it and come in at a certain time. So the first try, of course, most people never made it, if not all. It required uh, continuous, habitual, consistent practice, running, working up, building up the cardiovascular, building up the endurance, endurance, what we call endurance, endurance or fitness. And so we had to develop a fitness 
so that when the race actually came that was going to be counted and that we were going to be timed, that we were prepared because we were practicing all along. We were being persistent and consistent. We stayed in there, and as we practiced, we began to, I began to develop this fitness so that that day when the test came, I was able to engage and start off from the starting point, from the starting line, launch out into the race, and 100 uh, meters became 500, and 500 became 1,000, and 1,000 became 1,500, and 1,500 became 2,000, and 2,000 became 2,400 meters, and I was able to get it done in less than the time that was allotted for it, all because I was practicing, and I was preparing, and I was being consistent in developing discipline and the fitness that was required to run this race to endure to the end. So I needed not only endurance, but I also needed perseverance. Can I bring it closer to home, brothers and sisters? In the spiritual race of life, we have to stay on the path. We've got to stay on the journey. We've got to stay in the race, and that race requires spiritual fortitude, spiritual endurance, enduring faith, and perseverance through prayer. Are you hearing me out there this evening, brothers and sisters? This race is not for the faint of heart. With this pandemic that is surrounding and affected our lives in so many ways, disrupted our normal patterns. In fact, God, you know, allowed this to happen. Now, yes, is it a bad thing? Sure it is. Is it causing... Um, so much disruption and affecting people negatively. Yes, it is. But could it be that God is still using COVID-19 to get the attention of not only the world, but God's children and his church? It is a wake-up call. It is the handwriting on the wall so that we will learn to develop that spiritual fitness and enduring faith that perseveres to the end. Somebody ought to say amen. This is a serious word that God gave me this evening. Because when I look at the life of Enoch, Bible says that, that he was not found on the other side. In fact, God had taken him. Uh, because the Bible says that before he was taken, According to the record, uh, this is the expanded words in the Greek, uh, that he, that the Bible says that before he was taken, he had this testimony. Hence my devotional title, This Testimony. Oh my, brothers and sisters, what is your testimony? Can I, can I ask somebody here today, what is this testimony that you have? The Bible says that he had this testimony, that he pleased God. Somebody ought to say amen. What a testimony. Oh, my heart is overwhelmed right now. That, that before he was taken, he had this testimony. Before you are taken, before I am taken, before we are taken, we've got to have this testimony, the Word of God says. He had this testimony. What was that testimony? That testimony was that he was a son. He was a child of God. He had received salvation, that he had known his God, that he personally had an intimate relationship 
with the living God. He had a living connection with the living God. That's the testimony. His life was a living testimony of his faithfulness to God. His life was a living testimony about the character of God, who God is. His life was a testimony of the power of God, of the saving power of God, of the healing power of God. His life was a testimony. What is your testimony this evening, this day, brothers and sisters? Can we, if we wish, to have an experience like Enoch, to walk, and talk with God, we must also then have this testimony. I love it. The testimony was simple. The testimony was simple. It was simply this, that he pleased God. Oh Lord, have mercy. Somebody needs to know what I'm talking about this evening. Somebody's missing what I'm saying. Somebody's sleeping this evening. Somebody's not getting what I'm saying this evening. Here it is. Here it is. Can it be said of you and I? Can it be said of me? Can it be said of us that our lives, my life, your life, pleases God? I'm going to come back to that question before I close the thought, before I close this thought this evening. That his life pleased God. I love it. This testimony. You see, the knowledge of God that, that begins to work transform, transformation of our characters is our greatest need, my brothers and sisters, my listening friends this evening. If we fulfill his purpose, there must be in our lives a, a revelation of God that shall correspond that actually complements the teaching of his word that magnifies his word that amplifies his word that makes Jesus clearer to the world and those around us that we have been with God that we have a walk with God it is a, almost a signature a staff that when people see us and they hear us and when they're around us they know that we have been with God the experience of Enoch and even of John the Baptist represents what our experience should be. For more than we do, we need to study the lives of these Bible characters, you see. You see, there are only, as we understand in Scripture, there are only two people in all of Scripture that we know that were translated to heaven. Verse 1, on the record is Enoch. Because the Bible says that he was taken away, so that he did not see them. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. And the second exhibit or evidence that we have is found in Kings. First Kings, when the Bible says that Elijah was taken up to heaven in a chariot or whirlwind of fire. We have two people that we know, we've got proof, as one preacher said, we've got proof that there are those who have been redeemed from this earth, who have not tasted death. We've got proof that there are those who once walked among men and women, 
who have experienced God's saving grace. And these two men, these two Bible characters, were taken to heaven even before Jesus came to earth. Even before the cross, they were taken to heaven. And I get a witness this evening. These two were taken to heaven without seeing death. And he who before Christ's first advent, before Jesus Christ came, they were taken to heaven. And of course, John the Baptist was called to prepare the way of the Lord and to make his path straight. <clears throat> so of Enoch, it was written. Of Enoch, it was written. That he had lived 65 years and he had a son. And after that, he walked with God 300 years. During those early years, Enoch had loved and feared God and kept his commandments. But after his birth, the birth of Adam, after the birth of his first son, he had gone on to reach a higher experience. He was drawn into a closer relationship with God. As he as he saw the child's love for his father, it filled with truth in its protection as he felt the deep yearning tenderness of his own heart for his firstborn son. He learned the precious lesson of the wonderful love of God to man in the gift of giving his only begotten son and the confidence which the children of God may repose in their heavenly father. The infinite, unfathomable love of God may abide in our hearts through Christ because the subject of his meditations day and night was simply of dwelling and contemplating on this. With all the fervor of his soul, he sought to reveal that love to the people among whom he dwelt. His faith waxed stronger. His love became more ardent. With the lapse of centuries, to him, prayer was at the breath of the soul. He lived in the atmosphere of heaven. Can I get a witness up in here today in a pandemic period, in a COVID-19 fear-filled world? You and I can still live in the atmosphere of heaven because we are nearing home, brothers and sisters. We can experience the presence of God now so that as we prepare to be ushered into the eternal presence of God, in fact, I posit to you that if we cannot and if we do not live in the presence of God here and now, we will never be ushered into the eternal presence of God, which is soon to come. Oh, you're not hearing me out there. I feel like you're sleeping on me out there. The power of God that wrought with his servant was felt by those who heard him speak. Some gave, gave heed to the warning of his messages, and they changed their lives, but, but multitudes mocked at his solemn message. And for 300 years, Enoch had been seeking purity of heart that he might be in harmony with heaven. Amen. I want to be in harmony with heaven. How about you? For three centuries, he had walked with God. Day by day, he longed for closer union and 
nearer and nearer had grown the communion with God until God took him to himself. What a privilege. What an honor that God would take Enoch, that he would redeem from the sin-cursed earth someone who loved God more than his own life. Enoch, he had stood, I love this, he had stood at the threshold of the eternal world, only one step between him and the land of the blessed, only one step between him and the land of the blessed. And now the portals open wide. The walk with God so long pursued on earth continued. And he passed through the gates of the holy city, the first among men to be redeemed from the earth. First among men. To be redeemed from the earth. But it's certainly not the last. You and I still have the precious privilege to be counted, to experience what Enoch experienced. To be redeemed from the sin cursed earth. To such communion, God is calling you and I. As with Enoch, must be our holiness of character. Those who shall be redeemed from among men at the Lord's second coming. And to those who, as such, have a walk and talk with God, for those who have such a communion and union with the living God, they will not be disappointed. God will honor them that honor him. And he will stand with those who stand up for him. And as I close today, I'm so pleased and I'm so overjoyed and I'm so happy to let you know that before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. I pray, God, that our lives will also be recorded, that we have this testimony. We have this testimony that it pleased God in the midst of this pandemic, COVID-19, we can walk with God. We can talk with God. We can have communion with the Creator. We can still witness of God's saving and healing power. We can testify that God is not only good, but that God is great. The question then I leave with you this evening is, can it be said of us, you and I, that my life, your life, our life, pleases God, if, our life pleases our mother and our father, our husband and our wife, our family and our friends, your boss, your work, the government, 
the prime minister, the president, the king, or the queen, more than God, we are treading on dangerous and destructive God, ground, God, and God alone. We should live and strive to please. I want my life to please God. How about you this evening? I want my life to testify of God's saving and healing power. How about you this evening, my brothers and sisters? I want my life to count for God. How about you? I'm appealing to you this evening. Brothers and sisters, hear the word of the Lord. May you have this testimony that pleases God. Because I pray that my life pleases God. I want my life to please God. Because only a life that pleases God will be able to see God. Okay, you didn't hear what I just said. Only a life that pleases God will be able to see God. Let me say this in closing. Faith is never easy. Many and much of us, all, in fact, all of us, even during this time, our faith is being tested. Our faith is being tested, and faith is never easy. But the more faith we have, the more faith we cultivate, the more faith we exercise in God, we become more convinced of the reality of God and his power in our lives. And the more we have this kind of faith, this saving faith, this enduring faith, the more our trust will grow and the less we will be overwhelmed by doubts and fears and worries external to us and even temptations. Why? Because we have an unshakable and an immovable grip on God because our faith is enduring and persevering. Finally, I leave with you Hebrews 11, verse 6. Right after, right after Enoch's testimony, the Bible writer, Hebrews, the Apostle Paul, writes in Hebrews, right after Hebrews 11, verse 5, he follows it up. He brings confirmation now. He brings the uncontestable testimony. Here it is. It says in verse 6, but, 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 without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What is that reward? Behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man and woman and boy and girl as his work shall be. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.